0: Uh, everything's under control. Situation normal. What happened? Uh, I had a slight weapons malfunction, but,
1: uh, everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you?
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, boys, and good afternoon, evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Our refugees podcast. Ted here, John here, as we fumble through another edition of the our refugees podcast.
1: Only the live stuff.
2: Yeah, we're generally
1: very professional when we're recording.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it helps when you have the ability to edit. You know what it's you're good. what you're doing. That that's usually pretty good. Um, hi, guys. How are you? Uh, clearly, the um, uh, current coronavirus quarantine has melted my brain. And I am unable to function in society right now. So uh, we hope you all enjoy us. We hope you're able to see us. Uh, might be a bit of a delay right now, but um, I think most most of the time people can see us. So how are you doing, John? How you been? How, how, is, how
1: is quarantine life treating you? I'm going crazy. I think I'm crazy. It's been, what has it been? A day? Plus this weekend, I guess. <laughs> I've been quarantining, self-quarantining for 72 hours, and I'm, I'm going to lose it. I think... Uh, can you imagine how much easier this would be with sports? Oh yeah, <laughs> like so
2: much easier. And like, like, not even sports, like like is going away. I never watched Jeopardy, but I know a lot of people out there watch is Jeopardy. It? Yeah, Jeopardy's closing down. What? There are podcasts and videos and and all kinds of things, uh, movies that are all kinds of things that are being delayed and shutting down. It's, it's going to be a it's going to be long. No we, Jeopardy. Yeah, we're we uh we we hope you guys are safe. We hope you guys are healthy. We hope you all are taking this as seriously as as you should. Um, we talk sports here. We love sports. Uh, we talk sports all the time, um, weekly, weekly, even. Uh, but you know, there there are more important things out there. There are there are certainly more important things, and it's an, it's important to be safe. Um, so, yeah, uh, we hope you're safe. We hope you're doing well. We hope that you know this thing passes over quickly, and we can get back to doing things that are fun
1: but uh i i don't have a lot of i've been watching a lot of news <laughs> and i don't have a lot of faith that <laughs> it's going to be a pretty quick thing we'll talk about it we'll talk about the latest on that and about how long we can potentially expect to have no sports or outside or friends we can talk about that but it is uh it's it's a uh, it's not great bob it is a uh, it is a real it's a real big bummer we're uh, actually the thing that drives me the most crazy ted and i'm sure that you probably feel the same way is that I'm in my house. You're in your house. Most of my friends are in their houses, but people are still going to bars. Yeah, people are still going to restaurants. People are still going to Disney World. People are just standing, doing whatever, whatever the hell they want, wherever they want. I'm, I'm, I'm losing it. People got to get in their houses, or I'm going to get really mad. I'm going to put a plague. I'm going to put like with the plague doctor suit with the the like the raven with the long. I'm going to walk around with that, and I'm just going to spray people with Lysol that are out and about until they go in their houses.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. Um, it, it, it's yeah. You know, wash your hands. I mean, I think most of us, I think, have finally businesses are at least allowing to work from home. Um, and it's sad because you know this is we were just getting into the regular season, um, and we were just getting into talking about soccer. We've been away for it for three months, and now it's like we're we're away from it again. Um and Another it, off
1: season with no player movement,
2: yeah <laughs> well I don't know who knows i our yeah. team's yeah. banned our team's banned from being able to add players right now. I know some other leagues have kind of put like moratoriums on it, but I'm not sure if m l s has if they
1: put no, like I don't, I don't think so yeah. if, if you've been if you've been paying attention today um it it seems like all the m l s social teams have been unleashed, like they' spent the entire weekend brainstorming what cool things they were gonna do, and first they can, of all, they stole my idea. Which, by the way, the challenge was issued and never accepted, which means we won. Yes, Uh, but to play FIFA as a an analog to real soccer, so we won by not having been for not having the Cincy Soccer Talk uh, ever respond to us, despite Dave Johnson retweeting and commenting on it. You know, whatever. Hey, it's fine. We win. It's no problem. But uh, teams started to do that. Teams started to play either play each other. They were like they were like live broadcasting the the highlights. Very cool. I like it. That's sort of my idea. But today DC United is doing a bracket all time jersey bracket, which is good content. I hope they don't go too fast because they're gonna run out of their good idea too quickly and then they'll be like, uh, I guess uh we could show that O'Neill Fisher documentary thing again uh Wayne Rooney goals
2: so, I don't know what we're we gonna do so so I'm gonna since you opened with a clip um I, I'm gonna put a clip about about uh and I'm going to t- tease our guests for not accepting our challenge Woo-hoo! the two sweetest words in the English language
0: default, default. default. <laughs> so that's
2: what I'm that's going awesome. with we, yeah, we, awesome. we will we win we win by default um but yeah I'm sorry, that just that just is so perfect and I could not um could not pass up the opportunity. Uh please don't sue us, Disney. Um okay. I I I guess I mean it's hard. I mean so so on the one hand, it, i mean, this seems like we, we were already preparing for a long season. We had uh when Ola Kamara of course go down with, with a hamstring, we had uh J- Mora go down with a hamstring. Um it almost seemed like it, it almost seemed like, you know, that this team was heading up for long. Now it's like they have a week. Um they had a week and it was like they were gonna play for the next game. We're wondering what we're gonna do, and then everything just kind of stops and it, it's very
1: strange and it's very weird. Um Yeah, if it if it wasn't if it wasn't what it was, you would almost call it lucky. But unfortunately yeah. it is what it is, so it's not. Um well, I made a I made a tweet that now in with the with the clarity of it being where it is now, I was sort of gleefully excited about the fact that United now would get the chance to fix fix their roster without losing points, um, and and now we're also all stuck inside of our houses. So maybe maybe it wasn't <laughs> worth it. Maybe I- no, certainly <laughs> certainly it, it
2: certainly wasn't worth it, and no, it's not, not worth so it at all. I would much rather be. Watching this Ola kamara DC United play Cincinnati last weekend. Have a game to talk about, number one. Have something to talk about. Um,
1: Eric Sorga highlights.
2: So, yeah, Eric Sorga, which a a listener pointed out. I pronounced incorrectly. Um, I
1: was never gonna say it. I was gonna. I, I, I wait till the till the listeners do it for me. That's I, that's how we keep our relationship nice. Is I don't I don't call those things out. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I understand.
2: I don't. We don't pronounce names well. We don't. We try. We try. We do our best, and somehow we still made MLS soccer's best podcast list, which tells you everything. you better day.
1: believe it. Basically, we made like the the yellow pages of podcasts on MLS Soccer dot com. I almost call I almost called MLS Soccer uh, for you old you old what you old internet heads would I believe that used to be their URL yeah um, yeah so uh, we're on it other podcasts are also on it so if you're watching this you've listened to us already so thank you so <laughs> thanks for doing that so
2: let's talk about let's talk about this from the perspective of the just of the season in general and there was a lot of talk about sort of the beginning about you know what MLS sort of play behind closed doors and the idea was that they were never going to do that. It was not even an option. There there have to be fans there. Um it, it, MLS is uniquely positioned in that because they have these stadiums and they have, you know, ticket revenue. Right now ticket revenue makes up a majority of their salary. Um you know, and and it's it's we're hearing uh, a lot of other teams are paying their, you know, hourly employees, which is great. I think it's great to give them that income. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be hurting from this uh, financially too. Um, and I, this is, I mean, something that I think that's going to impact them. So I'm happy that we haven't heard of, of any, you know, MLS owners being like too cheap not to do it basically. Like we have some from some other leagues. Um, but you know, the, the league's going away and it's, it's hard. I, you know, the MLS does have the gift of having a shortened off season now. Um, and, uh, and so it, it, they do have a a sort of a shortened off season, a shortened season towards the end of the year. They they end in October as opposed to as opposed to um, as opposed to December. Uh, so they do have some time they can sort of bring out branch out the schedule. But I mean. I, I guess at this point, I mean, it's probably too soon to really speculate as to what what they're going to do or how they're going to, you know, spread the season. Um, you know, they obviously have the room to do it. You know, there's uh, obviously one of the biggest things for me is the Open Cup is 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 suspended. And USL is already saying they're not going to participate in it. They're going to focus on trying to reschedule their games, um, which is really sad. It's really yes, sad. They
1: should. That's, that, that makes the most sense for, for yeah. that league and that tournament at, the, at this moment.
2: Correct. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's just it's still really sad though because I mean, that's a, that's something I look forward to every year. I look forward to watching the Open Cup. I look forward to watching games against team with you know amateur teams. It's um, part of the fun of uh, of uh, of American soccer. Um, so yeah, so I uh, it, it's it, it's it's tough. It's it's really tough right now to sort of watch watch sort of the season kind of dissipate and watch the the ramifications of it. I mean, they're being felt all over the world, I think in in the game of soccer. The Premier League is, you know, is on hiatus, Bundesliga is on hiatus. Everything's kind of on hiatus. The Champions League is on hiatus. Um, you know, I, I it, it's tough. It's tough and it's tough on on multiple levels and it's it, hearing also, you know, what more could have been done to sort of avoid it is is also tough to hear.
1: Um, and, and before we get any sort of accusations of my myopia or, or anything else uh obviously the soccer is the we're a soccer podcast that's what we're talking about it but on the pyramid of like the oh bad yeah shit that's happening <laughs> oh, of this oh thing,
2: absolutely absolutely hundred
1: and i know that you know that i just want to make that clear for any of our listeners to that that we uh you know more important are the 400 and some people that died in Italy today. And the fact that the, 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 the peak is, is reaching there and we don't know what chaos chaos has erupted in, uh, in in this country, particularly. No, we,
2: we are in no way saying that MLS did the wrong thing by not play or anything like that. We are not, they did everyone, every sports league. Some should have gone way sooner than others. And in other cases, and even MLS, I think should have gone probably way sooner. It shouldn't have gotten to Thursday, uh, the was it? I, I'm pretty sure it was Thursday, or it was Wednesday or Thursday. You know, before the game, I think teams were preparing to travel. They were talking about taking. I mean, there were all these precautions yeah. that were supposed to be taken. They should have shut it down what, once the cases started to rise in the U.S. Once it was very, very clear this was here in the U.S. and having large sporting events, it really the announcement when Seattle announced that they were they were you know postponing. Uh, the game against FC Dallas. The whole league should have come out and said at that point. But I, I will give. I think MLS moved in. You know, a little bit reactive, but they moved in a way. Absolutely, all these sports leagues made the right decision. Um, not valuing, you know, profits and, and and margins and and recognizing the seriousness of the situation um, and hurting their bottom line in the end. Uh, I mean, this is going to have an effect on their bottom line, and and they made the right decision to to do so.
1: Um. League MX played a couple games uh, behind closed doors that I watched, and I was truly very thankful for. I watched all of them, and I was like, "Man, I'm going to miss this. This is going to go away soon." And then it went away right after that. So there are no more League MX games. By the way, I don't know if you guys can see over my shoulder. My dog is sleeping right over my shoulder, <laughs> just Aww. just fully passed out. I don't. I think the camera is probably not sharp enough, but he's right. Over, he's right over my shoulder. So yeah. anyway, we, uh, you know. Oh, it, <laughs> The, the, the this break had to happen. It's now, I think, everywhere except for Australia. Australia is in their finals uh, for the for the W League. It, I think Russia might still be playing. I think Turkey's playing. There are some leagues out there that are still playing. It's, it's fifth division it's, in England, I believe, the Blue Square Premier, or whatever the fifth. Division I, I think now they is just
2: they just um they just suspended. I think uh, I think all of England's pretty much suspended at this point. So um and and there've been a lot of stupid comments related to this about how they shouldn't suspend and and you know they're they're. It, there are certain leagues
1: that did not handle this well. Um, And it's, it's really,
2: what's that? Greg brought a really good
1: point. I want to, he said, look up the Philadelphia world war one parade in 1918 and how it gave Spanish flu to half the city and killed thousands of people. The leagues did the right thing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. I mean, imagine how quickly it could have passed around in a a packed stadium, particularly I think Nippert, was their home opener. I'm just, I'm just thinking about, you know, our universe. Uh, a full house in Cincinnati in the rain probably would not have been a great, a great setting for, for a virus that's, that's all over the place. So anyway, we're, uh, we are bummed. We're going to keep, we're going to keep doing this podcast for a while. I think we put out a call. I said, please help us have things to talk about, give us content. And you gave us a lot. So, and you're continuing to do so in the chat. So thanks for the people that are joining us uh, for this live episode. I said, when we talked about it, what else are you guys doing? Uh, take a break from watching the news for five minutes or doing whatever else you guys are doing, streaming Netflix like I've been doing for the last couple of days. And uh, this will be a, a, a one-and-a-half-hour break each week where we can think about other stuff or at least try to think about other stuff. So, do
2: yeah, um, you want
1: to talk about U.S. soccer? Yeah, let's let's
2: dive into this one. <laughs> Uh, so um, the the one tournament that sort of did finish was the She Believes Cup. The U.S. women go on to win it. Um, they beat uh, I forget how they played. Was it Japan? I want to say,
1: and the she, she Believes Cup. Yeah. I believe that was the last game they I played. Believe
2: it was the last one. It, 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 this this whole week has it been crazy. Be it feels it feels <laughs> like it feels like it's just been just what yeah they won three to one over over Japan uh, to win the She Believes Cup, which is good. Uh, but the 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 game almost had kind of a kind of a back back seat. Um, to what was going on uh, behind the scenes. Uh, the Essentially, the lawsuit that's going on right now for equal pay for the U.S. women uh, was the arguments were linked, uh, and it is just about as bad as you could expect for uh, for U.S. soccer. Um, I would argue this is probably the worst I've ever seen, U.S. soccer. And, and really, their arguments and, and the law firm they chose and, and everything that's come out of this um is just is just awful um it's it's so terrible and it, there are people out there that that argue these points there there are people out there that that show up that show the uh the scrimmage that the US women played against the U15 team as if that is some sort of indication of of the talent and the skill we see out of, out of these U S women um, every week. And the, the goals they scored against Japan were absolutely fantastic. Every one of them, mm-hmm. you had uh, Megan Rapinoe's free kick. Kristen press had an absolute screamer. I mean, th- th- there was undeniable skill talent. And uh, to see the U S soccer sort of make these arguments, um, basically saying that biologically men are better than women. It's, it's despicable and it's awful. And uh, Carlos Cadera has resigned as he should. Um, and, uh, it's, it's quite, it's quite, it's quite unbelievable just how far U.S. soccer has fallen and quite how they have, you know, completely just absolutely done themselves in, um, Carlos Cadero as well. Um, and I, am not really sure where we go from here. I, I really don't, um, with U.S. Soccer. It's, it's, it just keeps getting worse. It's like every time you think, okay, we're coming out of the, you know, we're coming out of the tunnel, we're coming out, and then it's like, there's another equally longer tunnel. Of just badness, and it's honestly, it's it's caused me to not, I guess, not turn off from the women's team. The women's team is still incredible, but it's caused me to to turn off to the idea that U.S. soccer is learning its lesson and getting better. So, I'll let you get some thoughts in as well. It won't just be me being upset. I mean,
1: you definitely have, in general, more feelings about the national team. So, I think I think that makes sense. It's starting to wane. It it really is. It really is. To my world, yeah, it's it's
2: it's. It, so you know i i again i don't oppose the hiring of um of of greg Burhalter like a lot of people i don't i don't get in you know i i look at what he was trying to do but just the whole the whole federation in general so when i hear news stories about you know mls teams not you know not giving in giving their players up for the olympic team i'm like good don't do it, you know, just keep, keep your players where they should and have them compete for spots because at this point, why why should you even donate anything, anything that you don't have to, uh, to this, to this uh, U.S. soccer organization? Um, you know, I, I also feel steadfast to the belief that it's not up to MLS to succeed as far as, de- as far as developing youth American players, they, de- they should develop and pick the best players that they can um it's up to US soccer to do that and right now US soccer is failing at that um very clearly so yeah it, it it's affecting my it, it, i mean my relationship with the US national teams in general is uh has been hurt but um, so in the
1: chat the question was is it a good sign that he resigned so quickly uh i think i think they didn't have a choice yeah. i think all every single one of their major sponsors uh told them probably told him that he had to go <laughs> yeah. they had to fix this problem quickly and now um you know the day he quit I, I don't remember if it was Alexi Lawless or i think it was actually Grant Wall who had a you know an opinion piece like he has to go right now uh, and then he was gone that that day um i think people have commented particularly that much more astute observers of US soccer overall than than we is that clearly this was not carlos cordero was not in charge. it was not the sole person responsible for this, these lawyers course of action. This is a, this is a multi-year multi-administration um, problem that has persisted. Um, now, can this change sort of bring about some of the more wide scale change that needs to happen? It could. I don't know much about Cindy Parlo Cone. Some people might, if you do in the chat, you want to tell us, tell, tell us more about her, but um it's, it, I think it's probably good. I think particularly in light, solely from an optics perspective, clearly this is the right move to put a, a qualified woman in charge as this is going on. Everything else aside. Um, but I think nothing gets resolved until the pay dispute gets resolved. Yeah. Um, no, matter, no matter who's in charge, no matter what other changes have to happen, that has to be fixed. Um, and you could tell as soon as US Soccer put out the release a few days before this whole thing blew up, where they were like, "Hey, we said we'd pay the same for sanctioned games," um, and they said no. And of course, that was revealed later. Like, the She Believes Cup would not qualify. Other things would not qualify. That the only thing that seemed unreasonable to me in the thing where I sympathize a little bit with U.S. soccer was that they were saying that the the women's team wanted the difference in the purse between the FIFA the World Cup to be made up by the to be made up by the federation. So, like. Um, FIFA gives a hundred, say the, the numbers are different, but a hundred million dollars for the men and $50 million for the women. They wanted us soccer to pay $50 million because FIFA didn't pay enough for the, for the, which is no, not, that I, that I don't think they can do or should do, but, um, certainly they should be able to put pressure. The Federation should be putting greater pressure, particularly as the predominant or the dominant force in women's soccer. They should really be like, Hey guys, let's pay them more. <laughs> we really think you should. Uh, they should really be using their their, author- their power and authority in the, sort of the global soccer market to so
2: so quite quickly. You don't you don't agree with the idea that they should potentially put together the earnings of the men and the earnings of the women and say, I mean, because here's the thing: yes, they can they can go about and say they can go ahead and go and demand FIFA. Here's the thing. FIFA combines the men's and the women's World Cup all in one stock and barrel. They combine the rights, the the revenue they report. Um, is they don't report separate revenue for the the women, um, the women's World Cup as they do for the men's World Cup. Um, that's at least what I've heard. Um, I think it would. I think the women would be right in asking U.S. Soccer to say you need you should combine the men's and the women's earnings from World Cup revenue all into one, the bonuses, and di- divvy, divvy that out di- divvy that out equally. In my opinion,
1: to my understanding it wasn't earnings base; it was the purse that the, that FIFA itself gives to the winners. That's fine. Take that money a, and take that a money in a different administration.
2: Well, take that money and, and put it and put it together. That's what Australia did. Australia combined the whatever they received from FIFA for the earning with the winnings for the men and the women is put into all into one one pot and distributed out to the players equally. I, I mean, that that to me seems like a, a good solution to this problem. I mean, and maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm completely wrong. But I mean, if FIFA's not going to, you know, clarify as to what their earnings are for the women's world cup versus the men's world cup or if they're not going to to do that in my opinion that seems like a pretty a pretty equitable way to do it it gives the the, you know the 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 women you know more equitable pay in my opinion i mean i I just think that's that's what australia did and what other and that's some i think some other national teams have done as well i want to say denmark and i don't know why I, I, i could be completely wrong i know australia has done it though Um, but it seems to me that's, that's a a good way to do it. And maybe I'm completely wrong and feel free the number right here down below, call us in, call in, uh, if you think I'm completely wrong, um, about this, but, um, I'm going to disagree with you on that one.
1: I think I'm just, I think I'm just saying that, uh, you, you get, you, if you, if you win, you should get the full purse. The purses should be equal, but they're not, and it's not a question of earnings, it's not a question of men versus women. It's that it's that the it, FIFA has decided that this is the the purse, and the purse is not coming from the federations necessarily. It is saying if you win this, you get this, and if you get second, you get this. If you get third, you get this. But I mean, and they wanted if the U.S. men had won, they wanted whatever that would have been, even though that's a different organization, a different tournament. A not money not coming for that's not money that U.S. Soccer is taking and not giving to the women. It's just money they never got because FIFA decided that the tournament should be not the the, the payout shouldn't be equitable. That's my understanding. I doubt we're going to get calls on that, but if we did, that's fine. Yeah. Um, do you want to start on our and, t- and c- assuming you know the phone's going to run off ring off the hook here? Do you want to start running down the uh, the questions, the many many questions we got? Yeah, let's go. Uh, user. Uh, MTB. This is a bunch of letters and a bunch of numbers. Thoughts on the Hyundai A League? Can anyone catch Sydney FC? ESPN Plus has this past week's games and highlights show. Also from Australia, replays of the Westfield W League semifinals and this weekend's grand final of the Westfield W League. ESPN Plus. Thank you. All games played with no fans. So assume assume we don't have takes on the A League quite yet. <laughs> assume we just started watching this weekend with probably a lot of other of other folks. I care because of two reasons. Ah, uh, Sam Staub, Audrey Bloodso, I think Crystal Thomas, I think is is playing still. Uh, I think she, one of those one of those teams might have been eliminated in the semis. That's why I was paying attention to the W League. Don't really care about the A League. I don't really have a I don't really have a dog in that fight. They they always I get up early and sometimes those games are still on. So I that's about the only time. Though them and the Indian Super League are the two leagues that come on <laughs> at like four thirty in the morning when I'm up on Saturday for some reason. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, I, I have i have
2: watched the thoughts uh no no real thoughts the the game times are hard to match and um as far as like I, I think games are on at like what 2 a.m 12 a.m 10 a.m oh um, i'm I am not a 22 year old college student anymore so by the time it gets about 10 30 or 11 I'm starting to crash um so I have not uh, I have not been watching the W league I, I will full throttle admit that um <laughs> I really don't have thoughts on this. And I'm I mean, sorry to the person who asked the question.
1: I know. I, I think this dude is a secret Australian. That's yeah. what I think <laughs> is. going on here. Um, looking at, this is from rich lucky duck on Twitter, looking at our injuries and signings. We seem to have a lot of midfield depth, but not as much in the back and super thin up top. What moves could we make to generate more attack? Well, that's <laughs> a, yeah, that's sort of, that's been the theme of our show. I think the last month and a half, two months. There's um, a
2: certain U.S. men's national team player there is. who is is not getting time, and apparently
1: the DC's interested in signing him. Um, I mean, Mr. Bobby Wood, Mr. Who, uh, apparently FC Cincinnati tried to sign, could not come to terms with. Um, that is the, the rumor is Bobby Wood is that guy. We need more forwards, it just in, from a body perspective, just physically need more forwards. He would be one of those. He would be a guy that plays forward and is a guy that can play. Um, we're happy with that. I think that they're the good thing is. You know, we are going to get our left back back. He'll be back. He will definitely be back by the time we're back. So he, Joseph Mora will probably not miss a game. There's a question later about uh, O'Neill Fisher or Joseph Mora, which we'll not have to answer because it will be Joseph Mora. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think, I think that they're, you know, I'm hoping that we start to see some moves here. They've got nothing but time. The front office is working from home like we are, I'm sure, hanging out yeah. on, on Zoom. As long as there's, as long as there's not,
2: I do know. I forget some leagues have put moratoriums on transfers and trades while, while the leagues are kind of shut down. I'm not sure if MLS is going to do something like that. But that, I mean, it doesn't mean I guess you can't be talking. You can't be like talking to players and once they open it up, you know, it's like anything. um But you know, I will say Bobby Wood is interesting, and I, you know. There's a lot of talk about it doesn't really change things for D.C. Um, I think it potentially, with the formation that we're seeing D.C. play, we, we've seen D.C. try to shift to a more 4-3-3 type attacking position. I think playing Bobby Wood out there and, you know, Ola Kamara can play on the wing. He did it for uh, for Los it. Angeles. He hated it. But, you know, there's an option. I, I don't know. Maybe Bobby Wood could play on the wing. I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I think it does, it does sort of bring back what it, what it at the very least does for DC, in my opinion, is it does sort of bring back some tactical flexibility, so to speak. Um, and right now, it was just two games. He got injured, but, um, Ola Kamara didn't show well in the first couple games for DC. Um, I was a little bit disappointed. Again, he's still learning the offense and everything like that, but, um, I, I was not um, I was not impressed. I guess you could say I was very much kind of disappointed with how he looked. So, um, I'm all for the team. You know, signing a player to to put some pressure and they need they need depth. So if it's there and and the price is right, you know, go for it. I say.
1: And Ted has, I think, the over on the 18 goals for Olcmar. So I think he really wants. Of course, now any bets any bets made will probably be invalidated because I don't think we're getting the full schedule in here. I don't think that's happening.
2: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna work. I really don't. No, yeah. I mean, right. Yes, I mean, the, right now uh, I could see DC, I could see MLS fitting in four games. I think it's a question of: Do you think they do something like cancel the leagues cup or something like that? Does that maybe go by the wayside and they because they're like, nope, we got to fit games in now. We got to we got to cram games into the season. So that, that would be. So, a I think much. they're gonna.
1: Have, I think they're gonna have to cancel more than four. I think they're probably gonna cancel at minimum eight.
2: Yeah, we got eight weeks. And then, eight weeks. I think
1: eight weeks is what the CDC has. So that's through May. And that's and, based. I mean, all that, all the numbers that they're coming up with right now are are back of the envelope. Wide, but guesses. They're, they don't have any, they don't have actually, any clue. So, um, Rich also said defensive midfield pick two. In a perfect world, who are you picking? Honestly,
2: it it would probably be Russell Knauss and Junior Moreno for me, based on what we saw from them, um, what we saw from them, in sort of that 2018 season and how well they played together, and just the idea that they should be able to get to that level. Um, I love Felipe, but I would rather I would like to see this team not continue to sort of rely on Felipe. So um, I'm, I'm hopeful that O'Neal Fisher and um and uh, Chris Odiastum can get up to speed, sort of in this in this time period, and and sort of make that right back get 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 a get Knauss out of that right back position and back into the central midfield
1: conversation. I would pick Marino and Felipe. I like Ooh. the current setup. I think that I think the Canals is I think Canals is not better right back, but I also think that Felipe and Moreno despite only having two games together so far this season, I think have looked okay. Um and I don't know you know the Canal the you know you, what you said Canals Canals Moreno was great. Had a, had a had eight you know had 3 quarters of a season of being really 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 good. Um so maybe they can get back there. I'm just I'm bummed that Knaus stuck it right back for the foreseeable future and uh, making this not an actual choice. <laughs> it's making it just sort of a, this, these are the bodies we have and this is where they go. Although we have a new we have a new player who will probably figure into there um, in some way. What's his last name? I already forgot his last name, the guy from Crew.
2: Oh, um, Abu. Muhammad Abir? Uh, yeah, right?
1: <laughs> well, he's not played at all and he's from Valaranga. I at least know where he's from, what team-wise, so give me half a point for that. Um, <laughs> At Echeline uh, on Twitter said, "If you could see a behind-the-scenes documentary of any season for DC United, what season would you pick and why?" There's a couple other questions, but let's let's tackle that one first. Uh, Twenty thirteen would be interesting. Just just to see what the just to see what the vibe was like in the locker room. Yeah,
2: 2013,
1: 2013 is Open Cup year, right? Yeah, it's the Open Cup year. That so is a league, the league worst season that manages to win a cup final um, in a sort of a otherwise large void of trophylessness on either side of that. Um, I think that would be interesting. Um, We did get to see their celebration in the locker room, but maybe that would be a very sad documentary. That would be a documentary where there's like really, really droning music the entire time and it's more like a war documentary. I, I mean, if you, if you watch Sunderland till, till, till I die, I mean, the, like <laughs> the,
2: the awfulness of that, I mean, said there's, there's no relegation. I mean, the biggest, the, the biggest thing looming over Sunderland at that point was relegation. So that made it maybe a little bit more interesting a the documentary. Um, looking forward to season two of Sunderland till I die. I hope, I hope that comes out soon. Um, Cause goodness knows I need it right now. <laughs> um, but, uh, but I mean, I, I would say 2013 is a good choice. Um, i'm like trying to think like i guess for like happier times 20 2004 for me um that was like that was for me the moment when i because i mean yeah you have to understand too i i I've, I've watched the team or been a fan of the team you know really since 96 i went to games you know i saw the i saw all the players but you know you're also six seven eight nine you know your 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 interest in your focusness your focus on what you're what you're doing has uh, changed because i was a kid uh, 2004 was kind of the first time I really started to get into that. And that team, that team for me was very special and just the, the players I saw. So, um, be interesting to sort of see that and to sort of see all the crazy, uh, stuff that, um, Peter Novak did apparently, um, cause apparently he was that type of coach. He was a little bit on the, um, the borderline insane side uh, as far as being a coach. So
1: Was that the year, the, the Hristo Stoikov injury, where he broke the dude's leg? Was that that
2: no, year? No, 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 no. That was 2003, I think. That was okay. a while back. Uh, that was in the bad the bad, the bad, the very very the bad times the first bad times before the now bad before times the second much
1: worse bad times <laughs> the second much worse bad times the real exactly. the real bad times the you know, the MLS
2: the the MLS forced bad times
1: versus the other teams have money and we don't bad times <laughs> right yeah uh, the uh, the weird thing about watching yourself do a podcast is you get to watch yourself touch your face uh, and uh, live and be like I'm not supposed to touch my face and then you just keep doing it yeah just noticing that uh, next question from the same guy. Is it really a DC United game without DC Washington singing the anthem? No, no, it is not. And hang on one second while we continue talk for two seconds. Talk, Ted. I'll be right back. So talk, talk about why you love DC Washington.
2: Why well, I love DC Washington because he's the best uh, best podcast host um, around. I have no idea what my this show is completely flying off the rails. People, I, I apologize. Um, if a call could come in and rescue us, that'd be that'd be
1: great. Um, I but, have here for you viewers. I have a signed photo of DC Washington boom That I have in my house look at that so if that tells you anything about how I feel about DC Washington that I like him that I agree without him singing the national anthem my wife it drives my wife crazy because I know how exactly how he sings the anthem and like all the little weird things he does and I just do it in the stands so yes the answer to that is (laughs) is good Um, will we ever score a goal from the run of play yes yes (laughs) Eventually. Uh, eventually Who, who gets the first one
2: uh i'm gonna i'm gonna stick i'm gonna stick with the with the horse i rode and i know i just talked about maybe moving into the way maybe i'm not impressed with him but i'm gonna stick with ola kamara
1: you better if he's getting 18 or yeah.
2: 19 <laughs> well now who um, knows I, I might i might get bailed out by the by the lack of a
1: by the lack of a schedule or games to play yamil Assad is my pick for whenever games resume gosh
0: uh, you're, you're, you're just, just making him. me
1: sad, man.
2: We would look so hard. And our producer says Gressel producers got Gressel. I don't know. Gressel hasn't, if Gressel, if Gressel moves back to the right side after this prolonged quarantine, um, Armageddon new future that we're living in right now. Um, if Gressel moves back to the, to the, uh, to the right side, then I, I will agree with you. But right now at the center, I'm not too convinced, not too convinced.
1: Quick diversion. I got to tell you, it's very cool to be about to have a baby, <laughs> In like a month, with just what's going on, like I, Dan Dan Steinberg just had a daughter, I believe, also, and he was Ides of March and under the under a pandemic. I was like, man, that's gonna be, <laughs> that'll be me in a month. Like, I it is it is high stress. So everybody, in about a month, uh, keep your send me your good vibes because I will be very very stressed out for for a number of reasons. Um, now back to the question. Man, there's so many questions. Uh, at uh, El Jaliense Uh, How quickly will United's front office use coronavirus to claim Benny can't be held responsible for the team's play this year because they had to deal with coronavirus? (laughs) Well, Uh. they will. Uh, They will for sure. (laughs) I I, I think I made the joke while that was going on that this is like every development department of every nonprofit being like, well, we can't hit our targets this year because of the coronavirus. (laughs) So when when you evaluate our year, you know, remember coronavirus. (laughs) It was hard because of that. Uh so yeah, I think everyone will have a pretty good built-in excuse no matter what happens here. Whenever this season actually resumes, is uh, it? I mean, good faith question. I'm sure but.
2: it just it just feels weird. It it's gonna feel really weird when it when it finally does come back, and it's like you're in June, and like there's only been like you don't even have a good sense of what the standings look like. I mean, it's gonna be. I don't know. It, it's. The, I, who knows when when this will be back? I mean, I don't know. I'm just so. Uh, do I think they could use? Maybe I, I don't know. If this team plays really poorly, if this team f- is in the bottom of the league, I mean, can you really use coronavirus as an excuse? I think at that point you have to let them go. I think it's going to be a matter if they just miss the playoffs. If they like, you know, fall like eighth or ninth or something like that, maybe, maybe, just maybe you can get get away with it. But I mean, if this team is cratering. Benny's gone and you have to you have to say he's gone because everyone else is dealing with the same situation. This isn't this isn't a situation where every you know where you know DC's the only one dealing with this. Every other team's dealing with this. And you could even make the argument for date for Casper because Casper has extra time that he could use to dedicate to, you know, they could use to dedicate to evaluating their roster, you know, putting the ranks. I think what the interesting thing about this this is gonna be, and you, you know there was the defender, um Dibiase in France. It, it does this help in a way dc get him or does it hurt it i'm on the sense that this hurts it if if the french league decides that we're not relegating anybody we're just going to promote the two teams that were in the position to be promoted um and then they might want to hold on to him so i mean this this could affect uh this could affect whether dc gets him now maybe they look at it as, as a well we want to replace him anyway we need to get better anyway so yeah go ahead and take him um, but I mean, this could still have an impact on, on, on transfers for DC. Um, I, I think everybody's also probably in a holding pattern right now. Cause they don't know whether they're still going to be playing games. Um, so I don't know food, food for thought right now,
1: food for thought. You're going to love this first question from Rodrigo RS 29. Do you think pro rel pro rel will come to the U S no. decade? next question, This decade, that will be, I wonder if no. you mean like the
2: 2020s. No. Next no, no, it's it's not, not gonna happen.
1: <laughs> I also agree that it will not happen. Um, I mean,
2: regardless of whether I think it's a good I whether I think it's a good idea or not, I, I I personally think, and this is what I think, I think we wait we have wasted. And there I know there are people that are gonna scream and yell at me. Number one, I've never bought into the idea that we suddenly institute pro rel. To me to me it's 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 like these it's it's like this the some of the economic theories I hear. That base it just purely on, like, you know, some abstract arguments that they make. Well, you know, more, this means more competition, more competition means better. And I'm like, well, how exactly, how exactly is this going to be better? The, the fact of the matter is, ProRail developed in the Englands bef- back before there was big money in soccer. Um, now there's big money in soccer. It's, it's not going to happen, you're not going to get it. An and, We should really be spending our time looking for other ways to push U.S. soccer to do a better job developing players, push MLS academies to make their academies free and and expand their scouting into other areas, um, and and also to work to make it as low cost as possible um, to bring in other players. We spend more time doing that than wasting our time about how MLS and U.S. soccer organize their top, top professional leagues. Um, I think we will, we'll be in a better place. So sorry. I'm sorry. The person who asked the question, Prowell is not coming no matter how much you want it. It's just, it's not happening in, in the United States.
1: Uh, y- y- yes, <laughs> I agree with that. Um, although we do, we do love it. We do love the, we do love the, uh, uh, what's the, com- we love the conversation on, on Twitter about ProRail. It's always good. It's always very fun. Um, same he, this this particular individual gave us eight questions so fire away <laughs> uh, based off and they're not you're like the rest of them uh based off of our last two performances who do you think can take the golden boot for dcu mm. and he Bobby would. The, next question <laughs> 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 Yeah, i'm gonna go i'm gonna go Yumi again yeah just purely yeah. at these the the fact that he is apparently our designated penalty taker and he did it with uh, supreme confidence, and he's got more time to work on his fitness. Well, uh, well, everyone could, I guess.
2: You're not, you're not going to go with Fred Brilliant after that half volley he had against. Dude, there Bryan. you go. That's <laughs> that's the
1: connoisseur's choice that I was hoping you would make. And uh, with a with the grand total of six would be our golden boot winner. But that's so. Uh, I'll take him, you. Uh,
2: Brian, I'll take him. Our producer is going with Birnbaum, which is also equally
1: more connoisseur's choice. Sure, We're at that we've now covered, I think, all if, of our bases. If, if, if
2: Birnbaum and Brilliant. Are our leading scores either one of two things that happen? Either we are the most brilliant set pay, set piece taking team in the history of MLS, or things have gone so horribly, horribly bad that our two—I'm not going to say least athletic, but least agile <laughs> center defenders are our leading goal scorers. Um, so <laughs> that 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 would be <laughs> the connoisseur's choice, but probably also bad things are going to <laughs> follow something like that
1: um question three what team do you think will surprise the league this year um hmm Colorado appears to not really super suck
2: yeah I I I would say Colorado's probably there um I I think I think people still have this image of Minnesota um they've looked their first two games they looked really good uh they look like they have done what a lot of other teams fail to do which is to sort of internalize what happened to you and actually build on this year. You, it's not a regression back. Um, it, they got rid of the parts that weren't working and they've installed new parts. Um, I would also look at uh, – I'm I'm going to go – I know it's two games. Um, Alan Polito is going to have a better season than Chicharito. I, I firmly believe it. It's nothing to do with Chicharito. It's about how L.A. is using him versus how – uh how LA's using Chicharito they're basically trying to slot him in and try to make him do things that Zlatan did and that's not his style um and you know they're they're struggling to try to figure that out um and Polito looked like he just took completely come on and just blew everything up in the in, in the first couple games uh two really really nicely taken goals so um and uh you know as much as it pains to say Peter Vermees is a good
1: coach and he knows what he's doing um who starts, O'Neill Fisher or Joseph Mora? Joseph Mora. Joseph Mora. Yeah. Could you see Felipe becoming captain for D.C. United? He truly brings passion to the games. It looks like Birnbaum's the guy now. Um, I think that Felipe is most likely the number two uh, when Birnbaum leaves the field, which is never because the man never leaves the field unless his head is bleeding and then he comes back.
2: There is, and I think Ben has kind of talked about it, I think there is some sort of... The captain's armband goes you know there's a lot of argument as to as to how important the captain is um you know i don't i think you look at a player like felipe and he certainly doesn't you know need to be the captain and really the captain's job is just to talk to the center referee um that's his job i'm you know i love felipe i love his passion uh he doesn't need the captain's army to be a leader on that field and to be somebody who's who's going to go out and and really give it his all. Um, I'm not sure you want to give the captain's arm man to somebody who I'm sure within his well rights pulls some antics uh, so to speak. Uh, He was pulling them against Miami. If you, if you watch that game Um, I think there was a, the, we've already had our first uh, player opposing player, is upset that Felipe is faking it and then tries to pick him up to show that he is not faking it. We've already had our first moment
1: of that. I love it. Good. (laughs) You don't have a lot of that. Historically, this team does not have that guy. Uh, And it's good to have that guy. It's more fun to have that guy than to play against that
2: guy. You you, you forgot about the the greatness that was Carlos Ruiz in in twenty
1: thirteen. Did he have enough time? Did he play enough games to fake around? I feel like he probably did. I feel <laughs> I, I I may have blocked a lot of that out he just got, from trauma purposes. But he got sent
2: he got sent off against the Richmond Kickers in the Open Cup game. I think that's the last we ever saw of him. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he's
1: still I, he was playing after that. He went home. Oh and yeah.
2: Played. Oh yeah. He's he, he, he still played. I'm pretty sure he played for in 2014 World Cup qualifying for Um, I think he's actually Guatemala. It's not Honduras. Yeah, he's Guad- I think He's Guatemala um, played in 2014 World Cup qualifying for Guatemala against the U.S. I think and I think he scored against the U.S. I want to say in 2014, too. I don't know why that comes to mind, but that that was quite hilarious to watch.
1: Thoughts on these are still questions. Same same guy. Uh, thoughts on the past CCL games that took place before the virus. Do you remember them? It seems oh. so 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 long ago. See,
2: that, that, um, well, it, it seems to me that the the coronavirus saved us from like massive massive disappointment when it again. comes to the <laughs> yet again because believe it because it? it was not looking good uh, for MLS. I have to go back and watch. I, I know uh, Club America trounced Atlanta. Um, I think even Olymp- when Olympia beats uh, Impact, um, I think Olympia beat the Impact two one in Montreal. So not good um and then i I can't i I think the other games didn't happen we didn't get to see la go up um obviously you know and this is part of the part of the sadness you know we watched that um that la A. León game where la made just this um that that was for me that was the best game i watched um i sat there and watched that game and i was like i'll go to bed at halftime i think i don't think la's gonna do it it's one i think i'm like all right i'll watch a little bit more to nothing. I'm like, all right, I'm not leaving my couch. It's gonna happen. And that, I mean, that game was absolutely incredible, and it's very, very sad that nothing's gonna come of that game. That game will probably get forgotten because there was not a finish. It's gonna be. It's kind of gonna be put up against you know the um, the coronavirus uh, and, and everything that's been happening there. Um, so I mean, it, it's kind of a shame because I, I doubt. I doubt. I think. The Champions League. I don't know what the Champions League is going to do as far as the Club World Cup. Who knows? I, no one's finishing their trophy. Maybe the Club World Cup just doesn't We'll worry happen. less
1: about that. We, will, yeah. we, we might just be like, you know what? This year, boys, no Club World Cup. We're just not going to do it. It's fine. It's not yeah. a huge deal no. as these things go. Yeah, as these things go. Obviously. Liverpool fans likely piss about other things rather than the Club World Cup, I would imagine. Um, next question. Does the coronavirus break make DC United stronger or weaker due to no games being played? uh, stronger no matter what.
2: Yeah. I mean, the injuries, I, there are people even talking
1: there's, there's no hope Polariola
2: can come back. Right. There, there's just, there, there's no absolute, you know, idea that he come back, he comes back this year. Right. Uh, even if Correct. the, the season extends. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, but definitely stronger. Um, I guess no one's stronger from the fact that they're not playing games and not training regularly. Um so I think what what's going to be i think there are certain te- there's a team like d c that this this is in the sense of playing, it's you know it's 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 a good thing because they were just they were starting to hit that injury, that injury list, and then you know things were starting we were starting to wonder what's this team going to do about injuries. They were not playing well, things were not looking good on the field. Um, And then there's a team like Minnesota who comes flying out of the gate. They're ready to go. Now they got to go back on ice for you know the next few months, the next month or two, at the minimum. Um, So, um, so yeah, uh, that that's. uh, I think it's I think it's still a bad thing for obviously for most teams because I think it's you know they're going away. Things you work on, you then have to work to get people back um, into training. Um, But I think certainly for other teams, it's it's less bad.
1: Than uh, for others. Uh, last question: What are you streaming on Netflix right now? I assume because we're all we're all stuck. I, I am. Uh, what have I been streaming? I've been watching a lot of the news. Unfortunately, Like a big yeah. stupid dummy. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. I, I watched uh, Big Trouble in Little China two nights ago. One of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and I've been watching um, uh, the Good Place, which is a show that I have wanted to catch up on, and I will now have the chance to do so. Basically, what happened previously is I would just watch The Office and Parks and Rec on a loop forever to the extent that my, mostly driven by my wife, I will put my hands up here, but mostly to the, to the extent that my wife thinks that uh, the birth song should be the theme song to of The Office because she's heard it so many times that it will make her feel comfortable. And I think that's probably true.
2: <laughs> yeah i uh, so
1: i've been watching i've been watching uh mostly the news and then a little bit of good stuff what about yeah. you
2: ted yeah i've been uh i i think the second season of of uh dirty money on netflix came out oh yeah um, i've been
1: watching that too that's a good show
2: yeah that's good um if you want to be perpetually mad at how bad yeah. some corporations can be um it's how mad do you want to be you want to be <laughs> mad
1: You'll be mad for a couple hours in a row well, yeah
2: sir we've got
1: the documentary series for you
2: and and i was i was missing soccer so much so i actually went out i think i saw it for like five dollars on amazon to buy like digitally and i bought the once in a lifetime the new york cosmos documentary which if you have not checked it out um i would highly recommend it. it It at least fills at least a little bit of a soccer void and you get to kind of see what soccer this idea about soccer never being popular in america until today is kind of a fallacy when you watch kind of watch that and, and you sort of see the what sort of happened to the league and how it collapsed. I wish it maybe been a little bit more in depth than that, um, but it's certainly a fun documentary. Um, and uh, Georgia Canalia, rest in peace, is uh, quite the uh, quite the uh, crazy, unbelievable person that he is. Um, so it's, there's also a lot of
1: thirty for thirties on soccer that
2: I can yes. say are good. Um, yes, so
1: absolutely. Check, like, if, you're, if you're like me, you will be wondering why am I still subscribed to ESPN plus (laughs) right now, particularly this does not make sense to have. Um, But if you are going to keep it like part of a package for me, that's why I'm keeping it. But there are a lot of 30 for 30s that you can check out Um, uh, from Greg, uh, Patreon Greg. uh, He said, uh, any chance FIFA uses the extra international windows they got by moving the world cup to November, December for qualifying. And if so, does this make the Qatar world cup hidden genius or is it still stupid and they just got lucky?
2: oh that i mean that's i i I guess i was trying to do the math and i was was busy i was at work and i kind of was had some free thought and i was kind of trying to think about how all this works and and how fifa is going to make all this work and it's um i'm not i'm not really sure i guess how how it all works um and and what they're going to do as far as the season goes it's really going to depend on you know how you know how quickly this resolves itself and right now it's not looking like it's quick it's going to be quick um you know i'm i'm i am you know hopeful that shutting down sporting events can kind of you know quell the public health crisis here in the united states um but Then I see pictures of, you know, people in the beach in Florida. So, I mean, I think it's all going to depend on how quickly this resolves itself. This could be no blip. I mean, the season might end up ending like a month later than it normally would have. Um, The Premier League might go through June just to finish up the season. You know, they might cancel certain events. Um, I don't know what they're they're going to do about qualifying. It's obviously a very – it's going to be a very weird – a weird year next year because they're going to have qualifying for the world cup. And then of course we're going to have that, you know, winter world cup, which is going to be weird in all kinds of ways. Uh, so I'm not sure. I really don't know how they're going to handle it. And I think it's, I think it's way too early to speculate how they're going to do it.
1: Yeah. I don't either. A uh, Good question though. I think that that's yeah. a, that's a long view question that I think probably no one's asking right now that they probably should we were told to discuss Eric Sorga's Instagram stories. Uh, Ted is not an Instagrammer uh, as such. I am. They are a lot. They are extra. Um, so I would recommend checking his account out. The man, the man likes to flex. The man likes to work out. The man loves bright shoes uh, and being on the roof of his building. Uh, very, you know, big Camille Assad vibes. Um, uh, it's very, you know, very hype beastie. He's, he's twenty years old. Twenty years old, as well as say, he's a twenty-year-old. <laughs> it makes sense, like <laughs> a twenty-year-old, twenty-year-old dude that is extremely fit and uh, as a professional soccer player. And I think his signal, so he's got some time on. He's got a lot of time on his hands now, so definitely check out his Instagram stories now because he's probably real bored.
2: A twenty-year-old probably making more money than we are combined right now, John. So that's. Also, I don't
0: know that that's true. I don't, I'll, do, I'll think be he's curious. All-
2: I'll be curious I think about he'll... his contract. He makes more money than like e- each of our salaries. I'm pretty
1: sure. Has to maybe he does, but he's also better at soccer than we are. Yeah, that's so true. It'll kind of make sense. Um, from Dennis Alasco, uh, what do you think will be the impact on the transfer market? Who are some players who are going to retire at the end of the season? But we have probably seen for the last time now, that's a good question. And I have not thought about it now until I just saw it. Uh, I'm trying to think of other players that's a, a lot of well, players just up, uh, but Benny Failhaber. Benny uh, yeah, that's a that's a that's a
2: special. I, I loved I loved me some Benny Failhaber. Um, his goal for the U.S. against Mexico was fantastic. Um, I am forever, forever convinced he was uh, the one of the guys in the locker room for the World Cup who spoke out against Jurgen Klinsman and then was never called back in because everybody knew who he was. Um, but uh one of those kind of players i think he's one of those sort of those players who who was incredibly fun to watch and and also a personality as well i'll be curious to see where he finds himself because he he actually has a a pretty entertaining personality um as a, as a person so um
0: so yeah. yeah um i guess
2: other guy other players maybe we've seen the last of um, I'm, I'm even trying to think. Like I would have said that about Tim Howard, but uh, yeah, <laughs> <he's>
0: playing
2: <laughs> Tim, Tim Howard. Uh, Tim Howard came back. Um, who knows? Not gone well for the one he, game. He's, he was back. He, he's part owner and now part player. I'm not sure I've ever seen. I've seen like owners become like coaches. I think uh, Gavin, the Portland Timbers coach, uh, owner, was like a coach for a little bit um, while they tried to figure that whole situation out. Um, so I don't think I've ever seen a part owner slash um slash player and the the dynamic of how that works i'm not i'm not sure how that works like if can, if the coach the
1: lineup, that's for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah i was like what does that put the coach in like he's like he's not if he doesn't play well if he plays well i guess you're 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 good it's all good but if he stops playing well what do you do do you like you say i'm benching you and then tomorrow's like nope you're not otherwise uh i'll, I'll just fire you
1: right <laughs> not, not a situation he probably wants to be in no um, we got some breaking news here Which if you can believe it At 9.30pm Eastern Standard Time uh, When a season shut down Johnny Northeast He of the greatest name uh, Of any staff member at DC United In, in recent history <clears throat> Has left the team to rejoin his family in Wales permanently Apparently he used to go back and forth a lot if you, I followed him on Twitter uh, Players liked him Seemed like he did a pretty decent job on injury prevention uh, The number of uh, sports hernias Have gone way down so I don't know if we can attribute that <laughs> probably not solely to him but we'll give somebody some credit so we got a caller apparently oh we do so we should we should take that yeah cinnamon cinnamon producer I, also
2: we want to talk a little bit about the spirit um they had some kind of some corona, uh, coronavirus scares um and uh I believe I'm trying to remember I I think it was um I know uh Rose Lavelle I think had to be in quarantine for a little bit and there was an the undisclosed player that they um Correct. They cleared her, I think.
1: But they're also done. Like they're just done now, anyway. I think they've they've uh, they've stopped their training because the NWCL told them to. Yes,
2: we have Eric on the phone. Eric, what's going on, man? Thanks for calling in.
0: Hello, hello. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Philly LAFC game uh, before uh, the coronavirus break.
2: Oh, that good. that was good. I watched it. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. So Loved it.
0: that was good. I, I have a I have a question. I have a question about um, in, in terms of DC uh, being able to compete in, at, at the top of the East, which I think a lot of us felt at the beginning of the off season, like that might be a possibility after we saw the uh, when we saw like the, the Julian Gressel transfer, uh, and, and and that felt like a steal. Um, I uh, after watching the Philly LAFC game, I just feel like without Paul Areola, I don't know if we have someone on the team who can exert that level of like energy throughout 90 minutes um and i was just curious like besides and it's weird to say this like coming from a guy who used to hate felipe like like felipe is the guy now who has like the passion on the team like how, how do you guys feel how can we deal with i mean assuming the season goes forward which perhaps it doesn't but like how can we deal with teams that have this uh this, this drive and this energy I
2: mean I think the the Ariel injury as a whole I think certainly hurt DC a lot and and hurt hurt the team and and sort of the drive and and um and 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 just the ability just how hard Ariel was willing to work on the ball um I mean I would still I still have hope that they can sort of figure this out and turn it around um I think they need to go out and get a big name signing I will say what one, one of the one of the more um upsetting things was all the, suddenly, uh, so Ariola goes down with a major injury, and everybody's like, "Well, then the breaks you got to deal with the DC." And then suddenly, Jason Martinez goes down, and everybody's like, "Oh, we got to come up with like a rule to like you know get people DP slots back." And I, I kind of stood up my hands like, "All right, so no one's gonna you know I, I get Joseph Martinez as Joseph Martinez, but that was just something pre pre this whole virus outbreak. I just found a little funny that suddenly Martinez goes down, and everybody's like, "Oh, we need to." We need to make sure that there's an extra DP slot. You need to be able to get that back so you can go out and sign a player. Um, Ted,
1: making friends and influencing people in the Eastern Conference fan bases. First was first was Orlando. Now as a now is Atlanta. I guess so. Um, I guess so. Uh, I, I I agree. I think there's a real there's not a lot of players you would consider Olsen awesome players uh, yeah. in the current eleven as far as like those sort of fiery get in your face. Felipe is it. There aren't other players who are likely to do that. I think Burnbaum has shown that fire on occasion, but he is generally a pretty calm player. You know, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like a hyper necessity. I think you can compete and win without those sort of players, but it is definitely a departure from uh, what this team has had before. There's usually been, you know, more than one, more than one player on the team that you know, um, you know, we'll we'll get stuck in, we'll, we'll be there to sort of intimidate other players. There's just a, they needed a they need a Tom they a soccer Tom Wilson to uh to <laughs> to, to straighten things out. Briant does that a little bit, but probably not enough. Yeah,
0: I felt a lot of uh timidity on, on on uh the field. The two games I saw, there was there were times where it was just uh so so when you go back to like uh Moreno and like he's uh I, I have no no complaints with him as a uh uh, uh defensive midfielder. But I I, I I don't see the same drive. Like I'm just drawn back to like the Davi Arno eras, where it's like people yep. were afraid to uh, deal with our defensive midfielder because he would commit un, un, uh, unsavory fouls. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's where I'm at. And, yeah. uh, I don't that's, know. I'm uh, a little worried and I'm a little relieved. I guess the coronavirus gave us a reprieve in this time.
2: Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I think we're we're both a little bit in the in the same boat. I mean, obviously, we, we would rather the coronavirus not exist. Obviously, we we would rather be watching soccer right now, even if it's bad soccer. I would I would. Oh yeah, no, I no, would no, go. No. Through. I, don't, I don't
0: mean to say I'm happy. People are dying. <laughs> no, no, absolutely no. <laughs> not.
2: And I, I wouldn't expect that of you. I wouldn't expect that of anybody. Um, yeah, I you know I think I, I would rather go through five 2013 seasons than to deal with what what we're dealing with right now. Certainly, um. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, but uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe all these maybe all these East United players who will get stir crazy in their houses for the next however many weeks will come back with a lot more fire in their bellies to uh, to stick their foot up, up 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 the opponent just for out of anger. Maybe that'll be the maybe that'll be the uh, the outcome that we can get. We'll have a little bit more fire.
2: Until then, you know, if any players want to play us in FIFA, we are open to you know negotiations. We'll be happy to do a whole podcast
1: where we just play FIFA and maybe that's yeah, something. You're bored. You're bored. We're bored. It just makes sense. Yes. Makes sense. Anyway, Eric, right. I right. thank you. Thank you for thank calling you. in. Thank you for listening. Yep. Thanks, man. Appreciate it.
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think, it, I, I think that's kind of it's kind of I think where a lot of us are. It's it's DC has some time, and it's be very interesting to see what they're able to do with it. Um, I, I think the spirit we talk, I kind of got a little bit. The spirit had a little bit of a scare um as far as their uh the coronavirus i think they had uh at least one player was around a uh a family member who who contracted it so they went into um two weeks that was rose what's that that was rose was no that was know. rose okay that was rose and and i think there were some other i think there were some players with sinus infection so i mean the fear is real the fear is real amongst um um amongst uh, amongst teams and, and fans um, it, it, this is for the record this is not this is not just the flu and I think that's what a, a lot of sort of uh, messaging that was coming out um, about this this is not just the flu and and you know they' uh, they're researching you know they're discovering you know upper respiratory damage that can happen from the virus um, if you get it bad enough so I mean you're talking about a player, Uh, You know, permanent damage to the lungs could potentially do it for them for the entire seat for their entire career. So uh, there's a lot of scare. There's a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of afraid people. And, you know, I hope, you know, I hope everybody is taking this as seriously as they should.
1: Um, There was a youth coach in Spain who died today from coronavirus. He also had leukemia. He didn't know it. And when he went in and got a when he went in to get a scan for Corona, they found out he had leukemia as well. Uh, And he he, he died very quickly. Um, so that might be the first casualty. And obviously, there's comor- comorbidities there, but um, that might be the first person to uh, in the sports world so far to, to to die from coronavirus. And probably based on you know numbers, not the last. This is a, this is this isn't going away. This is something that it's funny. Like we're just everybody is sort of stuck in the same place, consuming the same information uh, and taking different things from it. Like some people are, some people are just completely. You know, overwhelmed by it and depressed by it, and other people don't think it's real. And other people, if you if you if you want to be sad, and I know that you do, uh, join like your local neighborhood like Facebook group. You there will be people on there that are like, I went to the gym today, and uh, I don't. I'm not going to change my schedule. I'm I'm not going to, you know, I'm not letting the virus win. I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. So, uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's going to get it's going to get worse and. We're going to be talking about this for a while. See, we're all going to become experts on uh, contagious diseases.
2: Yeah. I I see posts of them. Like a virus doesn't care about your feelings. (laughs) A virus literally doesn't care. It will attack you. You, You're not showing the virus anything. The virus is, is not getting its feelings hurt by saying you're not scared of it. It is a, I, I be
1: the first virus with feelings. You're going to have to go back. We're going to have to change this.
2: (laughs) The first it's it's new. And the virus rights group is going to spring up all that stuff. Um, that's cool. We
1: got a call in, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all should. Call. We're gonna need more of those, folks. Yeah, clearly <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll give you we'll, we'll give you a break this time. Only having one for this call, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna need to bump that up a little bit.
2: All right. Um, I think uh, John, you wanted to do this, and people I saw do. this in the beginning. Uh, this is our Patreon page we have right here. If you want to join, um, rfrfugees. dot com should be where you go. But uh, join the podcast, um, contribute. Helps out a lot of other things. Um, Yeah, particularly,
1: we've gotten a lot of requests to do reviewing old games uh, and doing sort of like commentary over old games, which would be fun. And it will also take a whole bunch of work uh, for us to do that and to figure out how to get copies of these, of of that digital, uh, those assets. So uh, if you'd like to, if you'd like to help out understanding that these are lean times and uncertain times, and if you can't totally understand that, but uh, we would appreciate it. And if you want to help us out in a way that is not, um, financial, which is fine. You could, I think Ted is directing you on here. You could, uh, review us on iTunes. Uh, I don't even think you need to listen to us on, on, on Apple podcasts. Uh, but it would be, it would be very helpful if you would, uh, review us on iTunes. That helps our rankings. It helps us come up easier on categories and charts and searches. And, uh, if you, after you do that, just tell, tell a friend about us. I think particularly as we are, you know, in this weird, no sports, having sports podcast time, uh, it, it it will it will be a it will be a struggle, and the show will only be as good as sort of the community around it allows it to be. So the the more people you can bring into this to this group, the better. The more diverse voices that want to, you know, have questions about other stuff, will will obviously expand beyond DC United to talk about soccer in general, sports in general, because uh, there's just that's just what we have to do. Uh, so the more people you can bring in, the better. And the last thing you could do, and this this actually I wrote this down. It now does not make sense to me considering uh, everyone's stuck in their house. What I was gonna ask you to do is put a sticker in an inappropriate place and send us the picture and we'll we'll publicize it and give you another one. Uh now don't do that, because that would mean you're out of your house. Stick your sticker somewhere in your house uh and take a picture of it, and then we'll send you another one. I uh, guess that's that's what we could do with the sticker thing. Or just wait, wait eight weeks. Yes, yes. To get <laughs>
2: I think, uh, rich, uh, tried to, um, rich tried to call in and unfortunately, uh, the Skype dropped. So we're sorry, rich. Uh, we will definitely catch you on the next pod for sure. Um, we are trying, well, hold on. Our producer's typing right now. So I'm going to, I'm going to see maybe if we, if we can get him back in for one more comment. Um, but, uh, yes, Patreon.com. donate to the show. Help us get, uh, help us get, uh, help us get, you know better content and better things to do. And this all came, this show all came about the live show and how much we did all came about because of Patreon supporters. So um, it definitely, def- your money is not going into a, a money
1: pit. It is, it is definitely going to, to extremely use. not
2: <laughs> extremely, not
1: extremely, <laughs> not everything, everything, everything that Patreons have given us, have allowed us to do this, do this live podcast, allowed Ted to have a better microphone and finance uh, things like these coasters, uh, stickers, other materials. Uh, so it, it is a, it is a lean operation. We are, we are, we are doing, uh, it's, you know, without it, we would obviously scale down and be, you know, just, you know, in the dark and podcasting into our laptop microphones. Uh, but we're not, and we appreciate that obviously. Um, yes. but that's, that's just where we're at. Um, so I think, I think we should wrap. I think we had a, we've had we had a good run here. Yes, uh, yes. Please call us in next week. We're going to do the same bat time, same bat channel. Um, we will We will make sure to solicit more feedback from you guys about uh, what we should be doing in the break. Head and I could play FIFA and talk over it, if that interests you at all. And I don't think that it necessarily will everybody, but if it does, let us know and we'll do it. Um, So that way there's more stuff to do and more RFK refugees related content out there. Uh, But we'll still do the podcast anyway, so you can download that and uh, listen to it while you're doing dishes. Since you're not in a community anymore, you're just probably in your house. Yes. I
2: thought John was wrapping up, so I started the music. But anyway, it's fine. I like it. I like it. We'll catch you guys next week. Vamos.